0: Welcome to the Recruitment Rollercoaster podcast. My name is Hisham Mazouz and this is the show where I bring to life the true failures, the true successes and the true learnings from recruiters and recruitment business owners. My mission is for this podcast to become the place for recruiters to learn from others and to give a real insight into what it's like to work in the industry. So those considering a career in recruitment know exactly what they're getting into. Welcome to the Recruitment Rollercoaster Podcast. My name is Hisham Azuz, and today I'm uh, finally joined <laughs> by um, Liam Thomas, who is the co-founder of <coughs> Highfield Professional Solutions down out in the sticks. In um, what is the actual region? Is it? It's Ham- not Hampshire. Hampshire. Yeah, yeah. We'll take that in uh, in Hampshire. So, um, Liam, thank you, mate. Thank you. It's, nice uh, to see you finally. Yeah, I always remember, obviously, the <coughs> you sent me a message, didn't you, like, ages ago? Yeah. Um, Must be saying pretty. you should have watched, how have you not watched Entourage? Yeah, you yeah. Did, like, you know, I, from that message, I actually went to go and watch it, but I actually, I, I went to watch it on Netflix, and then I'd, something happened, I just didn't watch it. So you still
1: haven't watched still it? Still haven't Two years it.
0: later. <laughs> <laughs> I still haven't watched it, mate. Um, but look, as as I'm sure you'll know, where, where I always like to, to start <laughs> is... Um, how did you enter the, the world of recruitment, mate? Let's let's start there. How did that happen?
1: Interesting story. Yeah. Uh, I pretty much fell into recruitment. Yeah. Uh, as a lot of people do. Uh, saw you could get a lot of money kind of pretty quickly and early on in your career. Mm. That was probably the biggest driving factor for me wanting to apply, really. Really? Saw an advert, applied for it. And yeah, yeah, yeah. That's
0: it really. How so was it did you any was any of your friends in recruitment or anything like that?
1: Nope, didn't know anyone so it's about seventeen years ago and uh, didn't know anyone that worked in recruitment at all. Really? No.
0: Nope. So it was just just the money that pulled you in. So you Definitely. had no perception of recruitment whatsoever?
1: No, had no idea really what recruitment was about, just so you could earn quite a lot of money doing it. So it sounded good <laughs> to me. <laughs> how um,
0: how so how was that was it when you obviously met that company, was it sold to you that you could earn a lot of money quick as well? Like was that the biggest driver that they tried to really hit home on
1: definitely the interview was very focused on like how driven you are competitive uh you know what sort of car do you want to be driving not (laughs) what sort of car do you drive now but like what car do you want to drive and i was like yeah really really good one Uh,
0: (laughs) that's crazy so um cool mate so let's let's talk a bit about that then so um i always like to i guess just ask a bit about if if you can remember those sort of first 12 months because it's it's that's the easy part isn't it saying yeah i want to earn loads of money then it's then it's the reality of okay right this i've signed up for this but how 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 were those first 12 to 24 months in, in recruitment
1: for me absolutely brutal really uh, yeah really really brutal i enjoyed mm. the job yeah i love the job but we uh we did client training for maybe a day or two really we were straight in with clients really 21 years old oh, and you. what is it the engineering market Was yeah that, engineering yeah, yeah, so we yeah. basically had like a engineering bible like contractors bible yeah and it was right phone your way through there Good jesus luck. christ yeah. that, the, that that the the, end.
0: really and that was so what so do you was did you go for clients first and that is that how they did it
1: yeah so clients first exclusively for uh for three months oh before, my god before they let you speak to a candidate
0: really yeah why what, what was like the approach there what were they hoping to to help you
1: i think it's sink or swim really and uh what it what it has done really, really well. Yeah. it removes the fear from talking to clients. Yeah, yeah, yeah. because that's all you know.
0: Yeah, yeah, because that, that was that was the biggest challenge for me. Cause, so I started on candidates, so I did it the opposite way. Yeah, and then when it got to like right Hisham, I want you um, getting involved in the business development hours and stuff like that. Oh my god, I was so scared. Yeah, <laughs> we we see that
1: now. So ironically, we now start people off on candidates. Yeah, ease them in, build up their market knowledge, yeah, give them some yeah, credibility. Yeah but sometimes with the certain people you do see that fear factor yeah, when they yeah. move into calls initially yeah. I, don't,
0: I don't know why that is like for me for me looking back it was just i think i got used to speaking to candidates you get confident yeah. and then what you associate with clients for me it was just i just put the client on a pedestal for yeah. no reason yeah. so it's like when you're calling them you're like okay right they're probably not going to have time to speak to me like why why are they going to speak to me they're probably getting called loads so it's like how so how so, how's that? So, is that really sort of gave you a really good foundation? Like, just moving on, then obviously,
1: it was a mixed bag because the uh, the start was really really tough, as you can imagine. Yeah, you know, going straight in, speaking to clients. So, what was your objective? Get jobs on, basically. That yeah, was like yeah. the when the if vacancies. you got jobs on,
0: yeah, what would you get commission off that as well? If you got jobs on, or...
1: yeah, pretty much, you know, mm. depending on who your manager was in the business at the time, <laughs> but uh, yeah, 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 yeah. You uh, you're ideally looking to get jobs on, and if you got a really really well qualified vacancy, yeah, you know, they would look at it and you know, see if you could work it
0: and it was um, was it always contract that you yeah did?
1: always I didn't even I didn't know anything about perm really we didn't sit with the perm people yeah we, we didn't have much contact with them pure out and out contract really yeah
0: okay cool so I guess I guess well obviously candidates are super important to that as well but I guess if you nail the client piece on that then that that's a real advantage isn't it because Obviously, the thing is with Perm, I only did Perm. You could ring up a lot of companies and go, yeah, we've had these vacancies open for a while, but and then obviously contract, yeah. from what I've learned, is obviously it can be a bit more project-based, can't it? So if you've got relationships with the right people and yeah. they call you up and go, Liam, actually, I've got this project on where I need 20 contractors or whatever, yeah. that's a great position to be in, isn't it?
1: And that's kind of the idea of what we're looking to uh, achieve, really. And, mm. You know, That was the idea of it. And the uh, the Perm team in that corporate business I started in never really worked vacancies. Yeah. So they only work candidates. Because if
0: they have a decent candidate, then yeah. they can spec them out, can't they?
1: Yeah, and back then, you know, early 2000s, if they got a really, really good candidate, mm. four, five, six interviews quite easily. Exactly, yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: So it was a flip side. That, that's interesting. So, not, so what did you have to do in those three months for you to, to not sink? Like, what, did you literally just crack on, like, just carry on? Yeah,
1: you, you know, obviously you've got to be pretty resilient, but I was starting in a cold market as well. So Really?
0: Brand new desk?
1: Brand new desk, sort of, because I was in quite a really, really defined niche. Okay. Uh, But I was only allowed to deal north of Birmingham. (laughs) Okay. Contract only. Yeah. And there was already one other chap doing north of Birmingham already. Really? So it was kind of like the secondary clients left over, north of Birmingham, contract in a niche.
0: Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) So it was was challenging. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But,
1: you know, it was a good learning experience, definitely. I enjoyed it. Mm. Uh, You've just got to be resilient, focused. Make more calls and mm. keep your head down, really,
0: because that, that's the thing. Like, I get messages a lot on around business development. So, so let, as we're talking about that, let's just dive into that a bit because I think that that's where a lot of people struggle, as you said, or you see some of the yeah, the sort of relationship with the phone gets a bit weird when you start sending call clients and stuff. But through that, and then are now obviously employing. Um, uh, your people and I guess helping people get through that What what's like the advice that you go to to, to help people get more out of business development and those things like what what do you tend to has a lot of it still come back from those days or
1: definitely you know we, the company we worked at previously we had really really good foundation really solid training yeah it yeah did give us a lot of skills to move on and do what we do now mm. but a lot of it is just mindset so mm. we try and help people with their mindset as well mm. you know you mentioned putting the client on a pedestal yeah you know we try and remove all of that yeah, yeah. it's just another phone call it's just another human being at the end yeah, of the day yeah, yeah, yeah. you're not speaking to anyone special yeah uh, don't think of them as any different to a candidate yeah that's yeah. the mindset really yeah, yeah. Yeah. and also as well where your niche hopefully you'll be able to add some value to the conversation So, yeah. if you're dealing in a really really broad sector that's difficult to More do difficult isn't it but where we're really really niche and everyone's got their own really specific part of the business you can talk and give them information that they're yeah. looking for as well
0: i was gonna say so how back in those early days and how did you um did you like spend time getting to know the market like what how did you how did you self-educate yourself on that, or did you just? <laughs> no,
1: we we did, but we had it was all obviously printed media then. Really? And yeah. So we had like the uh, contractor's handbook and the wow. uh, consultant's guide, and uh, it was looking through there. Obviously looking at the job adverts as we do now online Yeah, Yeah, yeah. But that was all printed, really. Yeah. And yeah. Looking at you know project case studies. Who's wow. won? Who's won this tender? Do you was that like you had
0: to do that, or was that out of your own accord? Like a bit, a bit of both. Of, yeah,
1: or? you know the company gave us the. Literature, so yeah, you know, we yeah, could yeah. Look through it and take all the leads that we wanted from it. Really.
0: Okay, so three months did that, and then got into candidates, and then yeah. and then was it just full three hundred and sixty from then? Yeah, 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 full three hundred and sixty. So how were the then. how was the next sort of rest of the months and uh, that time? Really, really tough.
1: You know, I struggled for you know quite some time when I started. I did find it really really difficult. Really. Uh, Why did you find it so difficult? A lot of reasons. You know, at the time when you look back, you blame everyone else but yourself
0: (laughs) you know yeah I spoke about that recently it's important isn't it accountability and just being responsible for
1: but hindsight's an amazing thing and it's quite easy with hindsight but in the time when you're in it you're you know, jealous of your colleagues who you think have got an easier ride than you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're annoyed that the competition can charge less margins than you. Yeah, Because they're based yeah. up north, they've got lower overheads, mm. that kind of thing.
0: So, I mean, the what is it? If you wanted to, you'll, you'll always be 100% right if, when you want to blame someone. Do you exactly. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, it's so true. So wait, when was it, so when when did it sort of start getting easier then? So 12 months, were they really tough then? The first yeah, the months, first whole
1: yeah. of the 12 months was like, you know, all I wanted to do, and I was just trying to focus on controlling the controllables, really. Nice. You know, we had very, very, very strict KPIs, really. Uh, call time. And I, for me, that was a great way to learn. Yeah. yeah because yeah. if you keep doing all the basics and the end result's not getting there, you're making good calls, mm. quality's high, and the numbers are there as well, it is probably trying to tell you that something else is wrong. Yeah. yeah. So it's looking at that, being persistent, and hopefully, you know, the end result comes. It didn't come for me as quickly as I'd have liked. Yeah, yeah. But I do think, even with hindsight, that was a bit down to the market.
0: (laughs) Really? (laughs) Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Because I think that that's also um, a really good way to look at it early on as well is like trying, trying to work out good benchmarks as, okay, right, how many calls do I need to make to get a job on or how many CVs do I need to send out to get an interview and those things. And when you're, when, you've, um, when you break it down like that, it's easy to then to take a step back and realise what you need to focus on and do more of, which yeah. is hopefully going to get you to closer to the outcome that you want. Yeah. Um, what I was going to say, so 12 months, so how long was you at that company for? How long was you there for? Uh, I
1: was probably there like four or five years. Four or five years? Yeah, but I, uh, The kind of the, the really big opportunity for me came when I slightly switched desk. Okay. So because the market that I was in was very saturated, we had four people on a really, really niche desk. Really? UK contract only an opportunity came up to a very very linked desk but another one that was a bit smaller ah, similar clients yeah but different kind of area of niche yeah, yeah and uh as soon as i could deal with the whole of the uk in that one then things like sort of took off quite a lot, a lot more opportunity so yeah, so when
0: did that come about then was it like two years in three years think, in
1: no i think it was probably about 12 months in 12 to 18 months oh in. really i can't remember exactly it yeah was like fair enough 17 years but did ago, that but
0: did that mean you had to start over again like your desk yeah, sort yeah of thing? pretty
1: much start over again but you know, I already knew what I was doing by then so yeah, yeah, yeah. for me I only looked at it as a positive there's yeah, an opportunity
0: yeah. in front of there's more, yeah there's more more land to take sort of thing exactly yeah yeah so <clears throat> fair enough mate so I guess by that point then because that's what happened to me like I, I'm very open there. like my first year I built 24k like that was bad <laughs> I, can't, I, can't, I can't actually remember what I built <laughs> in the first year obviously yeah obviously that's much longer ago though isn't it yeah, um, yeah. but and, like, I was on like an 18k basic salary so like I've been there like it's so tough but it comes back to like my <laughs> directors kept saying to me like just keep doing the right activities and it will pay off. So like was, by that point was there, did you experience a bit of a tipping point and things started happening for you? Or, yeah, I did.
1: I, I did. You know, I made placements and I was even though the first twelve months were tough, mm. I remember being pretty much on target. Yeah, yeah, that wasn't quite good enough. I wanted where I wanted to yeah, get yeah, to, yeah, yeah.
0: but I was did doing you let right you buy things. some new cars? Yeah, well, yeah. I, did, <laughs> I, did, I didn't quite get a new car yet,
1: but I think i was still turning up in the Ford Fiesta. (laughs) Nice. I think, you know, it really, really changed for me more when I got the opportunity to switch the desk. Yeah, nice. Uh, And the market was just so much Did that just feel
0: right then? Um, I guess you were just like, right, that is the perfect opportunity. Um, Let's go for it. Hell for leather.
1: Yeah, it is just because you could see within the business that I was in, the the desk was very saturated. Yeah, yeah. And a lot of the work is in London for what we do. A lot Mm. of the big companies are in London. Yeah. And... Not being able to, you couldn't even the touch London that market, yeah. no, I couldn't even look at it, you know. Yeah, that must ever, have been frustrating, really frustrating, yeah. You know? And if I found a good candidate who was based north of Birmingham and I could be working on them, all it would need is one of the other guys who oh. works the London market to say, Hey, fancy come, come to London, and, and obviously, that London.
0: normally comes, yeah, that normally comes with more pay, yeah, yeah, it? yeah, 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 that's that's brutal. So, from there, thing so just quickly out of interest, so you stayed there for like four or five years. Yeah. Did you know that was like the right Like for, I'm sure there was periods where like I might look around or whatever, but like, cause <clears throat> a lot of the time people end up get staying somewhere for a long period or they stay there for like two years and then they like go somewhere else. Like, did you always know that was a company that you want to spend that amount of time with? A hundred percent. Really? I,
1: mean, I never looked around once when I was there. Wow. I, got, I got approached yeah, sure. a few times, had a few meetings, Yeah, yeah. but I never ever actively looked around. Every, Why was that? Point. Just, Oh, I just love working there. Really? Yeah, yeah, loved it. Yeah. As soon as you start being successful, <laughs> yeah, 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 you know, you uh, you don't ever really see yourself leaving. Or I didn't, anyway. Mm.
0: So after you um, ended up managing that, the the whole the new opportunity you had, tell me a bit about sort of what went on from there. Then, so like, did you end? Did you always stay just billing consultant? Did you manage people? Yeah. Or? So
1: I was just focused on billings, really. Really. And, uh, yeah, yeah, billing, 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 and you know, my main objective was to earn as much money as possible really and uh that was because you think at the time i probably left when i was 25 okay you know i was still pretty young yeah and yeah. i didn't have aspirations to really i just wanted to earn as much as i could yeah, save a deposit for a
0: house. I was going to say, was there like an ulterior motive, like as opposed to like just money? Obviously, like was there? Yeah, yeah, work? yeah, definitely.
1: You know, property ladder, yeah, uh, that kind of thing. Yeah, so, yeah. You know, houses aren't cheap, so <laughs> that was kind of a big driver. Definitely our way as well. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was going to
0: say, okay, cool. So, okay, so you were just super driven by money, which, uh, and you was just super made, motivated. So, once you got the opportunity, took it with two hands and, and really yeah. run with it. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. So then, <clears throat> so I guess then your, your confidence and everything else must have been super high. Yeah, yeah. Built a really strong strong desk and those things. Definitely. So when... So, and then you went from there to set up Highfield? Yeah. Yeah? Did you always know you wanted to start up your own agency? Or? Nope. Really? Absolutely no, not at all.
1: No, no. How no. did
0: that come about then? Where did that seed...
1: Just because... When you're so focused by money and you know commission structures are pretty precious in recruitment, yeah, yeah. So if a commission structure gets changed, yeah, yeah. oh my gonna, god, there's nothing worse, is there? You're not going to be earning quite what you were earning the year before, and your manager, who you know they've got the best of intentions, they've got to try and sell it to you as yeah, well, yeah, yeah. even they though they've got no real influence on you know what it is yeah 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 you know all you do is you put your figures they try to make it. it sound as good as possible don't they? exactly you know they're just trying to do a job as well at the yeah, end yeah, of the yeah. day so it's not their fault but you know when money's your main motivator in a, in a position then you know that's quite a tough thing to deal with yeah so, and I,
0: I'm, I'm sure as well you must have been thinking right okay I've really doubled down and I've worked hard like I could earn this for myself sort of thing like, yeah, did yeah. I ever do you ever think of it that way as well
1: no not really it was more like if I think at the time if there was another kind of business that fitted, you know, what we wanted and what we wanted to do, you know, we'd have definitely been open to, if I'd have found a high field back then. Really? Then happy days, I'd be, you know, That's working That's interesting there. then. Yeah, yeah.
0: Because norm- normally a lot of people would be like, yeah, I-, I knew from like when I first started that I wanted to set my own agency, those things. So it was-, it was the opposite for you.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, definitely, you know, kind of fell into the career, really, really enjoyed it. The business was great that I worked for, really, really good people, mm-hmm. you know, I got with my boss really, really well. Yeah. And... It just came down to the the kind of the bit of a shift in culture as the company grew. Yeah, wasn't quite the same business that we left when we joined. Mm. Uh, So I think if we'd have found a business with a bit more, a bit smaller, yeah, still a bit more niche, a bit of a family feel, but you could have really, really good earning career potential. Yeah, yeah, we could have ended up there instead. Yeah, that
0: that was the thing. That's that's what I experienced. Like I I only worked for one recruitment agency, but I went previously. I went from like a big insurance company to a smaller independent. And for me, having the, especially as a salesperson, like having direct access to the people that own the business or are high up on those things, for me, that's just so valuable. And like I could imagine, yeah, if you're slowly losing touch with that and things are changing and things are really going well for you, then I guess you're you're open to trying different things.
1: Yeah, definitely. And for me, it was a bit of a struggle as the company grew. You knew there was a few more layers of of red tape things going on. Mm. And even if you're sitting down with. Your boss, like I said, you know he's trying to do his job as well. Yeah, yeah. But at the end of the day, he doesn't have any real say in anything. Yeah, exactly. So you're going to have to go three, four, five, six layers up the chain yeah, before yeah. you speak to anyone who can really make mm. a decision, and that so, is frustrating. Yeah. Definitely.
0: <laughs> so when, so when did the, the highfield idea come about then? So is it with you and Sam? Yeah, your business yeah, partner. Yeah, so yeah. was you just like sat in the pub, you're like you know what, let's do it for ourselves, or like what? How did how did it how did that actually happen? If you're talking that, you, yeah, you just realised the environment behind around you was wasn't what it used to be you're doing well, like where, where did that idea come from? Cause it's got a, you've both must've looked at each other and gone, right, should we do it? Do you know what I mean? Like how, how did that come about?
1: Yeah. You know, we've always, we were, it was just the two of us working that desk together. Oh, right. Okay. Uh, you know, we were always, we love competing against each other as well. Probably a bit <laughs> too competitive at times. <laughs> but uh Yeah. We, it was down the pub one last really? time. Yeah. Uh And yeah, I was like, yeah, to be honest, if we can't find anything that we want to do, why don't we just do it on our own? Yeah. He's like yeah,
0: I like that idea. <laughs> <laughs> so let's break that down. So how so how long have how long have you run Highfield now? Uh,
1: long so long about done? twelve years, really. Yeah.
0: Let, let's let's also break down some of that journey then, mate, because I think that's obviously there's must be so many learnings in that and okay. and those things, right? So <clears throat> at that point, did you have when you made the decision? Obviously, you was operating in the market that you was obviously. So how did you deal with, like, covenants and, and those so, non-competes?
1: we both had a bit of, a like, a in-between gap of what okay. we did. I went over to the Middle East for a bit. Nice. Do yeah. we do some travelling and stuff? Not really travelling, more working. So it was oh, really? So like just over to Dubai, Dubai for a bit. Yeah, okay. yeah. In hindsight, probably could have taken six months off and, like, gone, let's relax. Not doing <laughs> we both did, but, you know, we both wanted to try and earn some money. Sam did a bit of property stuff. Yeah. And, yeah, I went over to the Middle East. For what did you do over there? Well? Just a bit of like, it was recruitment, but just like. Oh, really? Yeah, consultancy work out there.
0: Nice, mate. Yeah, yeah. So you just flew over to Dubai for a bit.
1: Well, it was before it was uh, really, really getting going out there. Really? Yeah. Sounds that must have been quite exciting then. Yeah, it was good, but it mm. was kind of like, you know, at the time we knew it was going to be a bit of a stopgap. So. Yeah,
0: yeah. So I guess, was your mindset that, like, you got on with these people, you love your manager, those things? So, like, you wasn't someone who's like, oh, yeah, let's just, nah, don't worry about the non-compete. Like, we'll just do whatever. Like, you wanted to respect that, and was it, that. It's, it's difficult because at the time you're caught between a bit
1: of a rock and a hard place yeah. in that, you know, you've got all your friends and colleagues from before, yeah. but in the future, you know, you're going to be doing something difficult, different. Yeah. So it is a difficult one. Definitely. Yeah. 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 But yeah, yeah no, they were great people that we work with. And I think, you know, looking back, maybe I think we could have sort of just said, look, we're setting up our own business. Mm. But we said, you know, we're going off and doing different things, really, which we did for a short period of time. But yeah. we kind of always knew in the background what was going to happen. Yeah, so you did that for six months, yeah, and then came back. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: And then, so did you have any plan, like business plan, anything like? What? <laughs> uh, uh, definitely not.
1: Really? We were, uh, if you say, so if you think at the time, we were. 26
0: Yeah, yeah. Same as me. Yeah.
1: Yeah. No business plan in really? any way, shape, or form. It's just
0: like right. Let's start getting deals on the board. Like let's just yeah. get back to doing what we're doing.
1: The only thing we knew was that we didn't want to have a lifestyle business. Really? Yeah, we knew that straight away. It was never. Why, why was
0: that then? Why? Because normally, sometimes people try and work that out. Was that just you knew you didn't want to? No, we knew straight away. So even when we even when we started,
1: yeah. Uh, we worked really strict hours. Really? Fixed hours. We went in rain or shine. Uh, wow. Yeah, we knew it wasn't going to be a That's business. That's interesting.
0: Yeah. And you were both on the same place straight away. It was like, we 100%. don't want this just to be the Sam and Liam, yeah, like yeah. making deals in our boxer shorts in the living room. Exactly. Like, yeah, we yeah, wanted yeah. to build, build a business. Yeah, yeah. A
1: hundred percent. You know, mm-hmm. if you're going to do it, I think, you know, just because of our mindset and our personalities were both ambitious both dri- both driven mm. we knew that we wanted to build something rather than just recruit for ourselves
0: yeah yeah. so how was um how were the sort of first twenty? like where did you start did you start at home
1: we started luckily enough my parents had a uh, a home office really and they didn't need it anymore oh touch so we were like oh fantastic Can we, you know six months we'll yeah. be in there you know, we're gonna make some money, get the fee board up, oh, 100%. <laughs> uh, and then uh, make some money, and then we'll you know, be yeah, yeah. we'll be out of your hair. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a bit longer than six months. How long was it there? We were there four years, <laughs> <laughs> really. Just you two, yeah,
0: yeah. Just us wow. two, wow, yeah. In a room, wow, was it how big or was it like it's a bit smaller than this, or half the size of this room, really?
1: Yeah, two of us for That's four years, crazy. Yeah, yeah, but
0: you always did you always have the mindset of like. No, no, this isn't. This isn't it. Like we're gonna. Oh continue? yeah, yeah, hundred yeah. percent. But unfortunately, there was a little bit of a bump in two thousand and eight
1: <laughs> uh, when the credit crunch came in. Oh, right, okay. And uh, we kind of made our first offer of employment as well to someone. So we were during just, that period. Yeah, yeah. Just during that, we had to retract it. Oh. Yeah, which was uh, which was quite brutal. Really. Yeah. yeah. That
0: must be naughty. So so it took four years. So give me the timeline, to help. So it, so
1: kind of if you look at. Uh, Probably starting midway through 2007, something like that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, And then we probably got, uh, you know, we probably had 12 months, maybe 12, 18 months of really, really good running. Really, we started off flying. Really, and uh, we got to like 12, 18 months in, and like, right, let's grow this, let's Mm. do this. Yeah. Then the credit crunch hit. Ah. And all our, you know, we had a really, really good contract book by then. It was really good. You know, we were making a lot of money yeah and uh then we started phoning our clients and we were like you don't need anyone we've got this really really good candidate you know you'd always take them yeah, yeah but actually can you help us place a few of the candidates we're making redundant and we were like what we, we've never heard of this before <laughs> you know? we've only been we've only been doing this for like five years we've never, we've never been through a recession before yeah yeah and
0: so how, how do you actually deal with that like what so do you like what did you double down on to like what, did you just have to keep going? Like,
1: yeah, we kept going because, like, you know, we didn't have a, we didn't really have a firm business plan. Yeah, you know, we hadn't been through a recession before. You know, you mm. think we were twenty six.
0: Yeah, yeah, of course, we
1: were really, really good recruiters, but yeah, we were yeah. pretty poor business people. Yeah, no, I get that.
0: And it was all
1: kind of learning as we go. So once we got over the shock and kind of picked up jaws up off the floor, yeah, you know, it was trying to work out what we would do. But it probably took us quite a while. Really, we were in a bit of a state of like. We're not really sure what's going on here, mm. so it's a bit strange. So yeah, we we're just yeah. like, right, we'll go back to what we know. What we know is we'll make more phone calls. Yeah, yeah really. We'll keep phoning. Build we'll keep doing the same thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll just keep phoning people. Yeah, yeah. But in the end, when that doesn't work, you've got to kind of sit down and kind of take stock a little bit and think, you know, what are we doing here? We're phoning more and more people, but just nobody. Getting needs, us anywhere. Yeah, nobody needs anyone at the moment. No one's taking on, and that one of the advantages of the you know being hyper niche like we were. We, you know, dominated our market. Mm. Everybody knew who we were. It was brilliant. You know, Mm. we are real experts in our field. Yeah. But there's never been more of a case of all your eggs in one basket. Really? So it's like someone turned off a tap.
0: Oh my god! Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah. So what? What? Because obviously, this whole like, what? What is the actual conversation like, Liam? We just got no budget, or like, we don't, we don't, we've got no more money to pay these people, or we're holding back our budget. Those things. It's literally just that. Everyone's like, we, we luckily,
1: luckily, you know, financially, we were never in trouble. I was going to say, so you yeah.
0: didn't go out and buy all nice fancy cars and that, like, no, no, no. no. <laughs> we've never ever ever done that. And, really? Uh, you know, that, to be fair, though, but that's that's. That's, the, I'd probably say, the difference, like, one of the big differences, like, now, if you were to say, like, social media, where was that at then, at that point in your yeah, life? Yeah, it
1: was a bit of social media, but not that much, you know? Do you know what I mean?
0: Because, like, like, as you said, you've done well, 226 yeah. 26-year-old lads yeah. live um, in an office in their parents' place. Yeah make some cash yeah 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 it would have been very it's probably now you're more susceptible to go out and buy that nice car Maybe or whatever if, do you know what I mean I know what you mean but I
1: just think with our personality yes yeah, that wasn't that you weren't like we're that not, we're not like that you know yeah. we don't get me wrong we, we you know you enjoy yeah, the treating fine cells things of life that. But there's not that much ego between us. Yeah, yeah. You know, so we, we kind of look back, even with what we've achieved now, and yeah, we wouldn't consider ourselves to be successful yet. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, so but that must
0: be a huge advantage to like oh, just keep your feet on the ground massively. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Do you yeah. have any? So was did that just come sort of natural? Or like, did you have any? I don't know. Would, did your parents guide you in any way, or like, did, did you know what I mean? Because as you said, great recruiters. When you're you're having all, all, all the all uh, the cash and the recurring revenue and those things, like did you have any mentors or help around what to do with that cash and, and those Li- things?
1: Literally no one <laughs> at all. No, no, so it's completely really? different, you know. Really?
0: Obviously now you've got, you know, so many
1: resources out there, you yeah. know, you've got recruitment network and podcasts yeah, yeah. and all sorts did of things. Did you just learn you... along the
0: way then, like?
1: Well, we didn't learn at all. You learned by just doing it yourself, you know. There wasn't yeah. that much resource out there to help people. Really? Yeah, yeah. So you just oh kinda got on with it and like, you know, if we'd have known about the recruitment network or getting an advisory in yeah, or, yeah, yeah. you know, someone different to try and guide your way through that kind of period, mm. it was really, really that different, have been the, you know, yeah. 12 years ago.
0: So though that, so, so that period then, a few questions around that. Firstly, um, advice for people, so there'll be a lot of people listening that are probably at that stage where they are thinking about setting up their right own agency and those things. Yeah. What's your advice? Because like you did it, you did it with Sam. That must have been great. Because obviously, do you know what I mean? Would you do it? Do you think you'd be able to do it on your own? Would you advise people to, if there's someone that you trust and you do it with, I'd recommend that. I don't know. What? Uh, what would you... One
1: hundred percent. You know, really? if you've got someone you can do it with, you know, definitely. definitely.
0: Really? How did that? How did that help? Just. Both keep each other accountable, it's not just about you. Like, well, how did that help early on?
1: More than that, it's like you know, it can be a lonely job with just two of you sometimes, yeah, yeah. So, I've never experienced it, but I can only imagine how lonely it will be just for like just one of you, yeah, yeah, yeah you know, we, uh. We're very, very similar, which is you know massive strength a lot of the time. Yeah, of course. But you know it can be a bit of a weakness sometimes as well. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. We're just two sales-focused contract recruiters at the end of the day. So yeah, yeah, yeah. You know it's been good building the business and trying to bring other people in with some different personalities mm. as well.
0: Any any key learnings in those first before the recession hit? Like any any key learnings or advice uh, early on that you think people could benefit from? Like what did you what did you and Sam do really well that? really pay dividends four years down the line five years down the line was there anything that so what i would say is
1: like you really if you're thinking about starting out on your own you've really got to understand why you want to do that why nice yeah and you need to really stick to that Mm. i think the biggest danger is if you maybe get caught halfway between a lifestyle business yeah and something you really really want to grow Mm. if you want a lifestyle business that's fantastic but be open about it, own it and you can work in that way. Yeah, sure. I think the problem is, is when you say you want to grow a business and I'm all about growing a business, but then you're running it a bit like a lifestyle business. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, if you want your whole team to come on the journey with you, I think you've got to be clear that. You'll be really clear on that. Yeah. 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 And don't, Ever underestimate how much hard work it's going to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah have you? Have you? Has
0: your why changed though? Like, has it evolved? Like, hundred oh, percent. Really? Yeah, yeah. So it's like. Yeah. How, so that's what I mean. To so also be open that it might change, but yeah. But you have to have yeah for sure. I've I've heard that a lot, and it may, it makes sense because when you are if you're doing it on your own or with one person, when when you do experience those tough times, it's like it comes back to why you're doing it, doesn't it? Yeah. That that's what that's what makes you pick up the phone again and, and those yeah. things. Um. Okay, mate. So recession here. Yeah. How long, did that, how long was that period, difficult period? Oh, well, difficult was probably four
1: years, to be honest. Really?
0: But yeah, we
1: obviously, after a while of sort of thinking, we're going to hammer the phones, we're going to speak to as many people yeah. as possible. And we sort of come to a bit of an epiphany. Look, this isn't working. <laughs> like, no matter what we do, no matter how good we are, if there's no vacancies in our sector, mm. then, you know, we're, we are in trouble. Mm. Uh, so this is when I utilised a bit of my uh, overseas contacts. Really? And uh, we thought, well, there's all these people being... Because we, we didn't want to deviate from our niche. Yeah, uh, yeah. you we're, wanted we're, to stay true to what you knew yeah, and what we're, you were experts in. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So mm. I thought we'd be crazy to go and start doing something else. So we're like, right, okay. Look, all these uh, people have been made redundant in the UK. Yeah. Where's getting busy? Mm. And Dubai, by that point, was just on the upward curve. Really? Yeah, so basically, what we did was we just took all the people who were out of work in the UK, started placing them all over the Middle East. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is mental. Yeah. Love that. Exactly the same sectors, exactly what we've always done. Uh, But we needed a new way to make money. And we'd never really done perm before as well. Yeah. So we kind of had to, like, you know, be flexible, be open to change. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Kind of like, you know, it's a bit of a different craft, perm. Mm. Neither of us really great perm recruiters if we're completely honest yeah, we're probably yeah, yeah. not patient enough <laughs> but uh yeah we had to learn and you know we made it really really successful really by the time we got to, i think uh 2012 i think like 70 percent of our turnover was from outside the eu oh mate that is mental yeah yeah so we've gone That's from so cool. never placing anyone overseas to you know mm. well 70 percent
0: and i think i think um there's a few things in that that I absolutely love. It shows, obviously, yours and Sam's character to who you are and why you've you've got to the, the business to where it is. Because like I think there's so many of those stories, isn't there? Where it's like Brexit hit, all these things, and then the huge opportunity came out of it. Obviously, it took a while, and you're, there, that probably you would, they probably didn't believe that that would change or yeah. whatever. Do you know what I mean? But I think. I think it comes down to that um, accountability piece, doesn't it? It's like definitely. right, okay, I can sit here all day and point at Brexit and not yeah. Brexit, point at um, <laughs> point at um, credit the, crunch, the, yeah, yeah credit crunch and yeah. the market crashing, or I can actually okay let let's let's be try and be creative here and actually try and make something out of this. Like, where yeah. are the opportunities? Where what can we do? Yeah. Um, and that's what you did. Yeah, yeah, definitely. love that, mate. That's, yeah. that's class. So how how did you even approach that? Did you literally just start BD and people in Dubai? 100%. Really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So class. obviously
1: we knew, we obviously, you know, you have a feel for what's going on in the market. Yeah. You know, you're speaking to the candidates, what's going on, and we were making sure we were keeping in touch with all our contractors as well. Because yeah, so you just double down on that. Yeah, you know, really, really those, it's where our strong relationships came into play, really. When really? You hear about, one. Well, I've heard about this job in Dubai, I've heard about this job in... How Dubai. did you sell that
0: then, just like... Do you want some sun, a lot of sun and light. Yeah, like but
1: you know, these people are out of work as out well. Out of work. So, yeah. You know, a lot of people have been made redundant, and really, really good, high quality people. People, yeah. Uh, and we knew that we knew them so they're really really good candidates and we know they'll be an asset to a business somewhere We've mm. just got to find out where that business is <laughs> so it's literally yeah just pick up the phone and uh, speak to people how did you
0: even like how did you even start that process just saying like map out the market or did you already You so you already knew a few people but like did you yeah, just map out the market people. and just yeah
1: but there was never it was never that strategic to be honest really I mean, we're never great ones for like sitting down and mapping stuff out not much
0: you're not not much of a thinker. you just no it, we just do just it get yeah it, so just get you know
1: get on the phone and start start talking <laughs> (laughs) to people and (laughs) you'll soon find out if the business is there or not and we picked up we got some traction really really quickly really yeah and we ended up doing you know huge amounts of contract out in the Middle East as well in the end so the perm stuff led to the contract which was really really good Yeah, yeah, yeah we ended up making more money you know, through the back end of the recession mm. than we were doing in the oh, UK before.
0: That, absolutely love that. Yeah. That's class. Nice. So then, okay, so then, so what, and then you come out of that period back end, what, 2000 and what what year was it? 2000?
1: So kind for of 2011, we yeah. sort of thought, you know, if we're going to grow this business we were you know the funds were coming back into the business we were doing very on paper you know financially we're doing really really well yeah, yeah. and but, it was just still you two yes yeah, yeah, yeah. It like 2011 it's still us two and uh, we were like right you know now's the time to grow it yeah overseas is quite tricky mm-hmm. you know you do need to be a certain sort of person to do that
0: i was um, going to say what are the different nuances that you had to sort of adapt to quite quickly like was there or did you notice certain things that you had to yeah adapt your approach or yeah you did there was
1: a lot of uh obviously a lot of uh, red tape and paperwork involved. And, yeah. You know, you're hearing about, learning about things like withholding tax and stuff like that and you're like, what, what on earth is that? Why, why aren't you paying me the full value of the invoices? So you've got to kind of learn as yeah, you go yeah. but it, it does take a bit more, I think they like a bit more of a mature character out of there. Really? And we kind of always wanted our business model to bring through trainees and train up people and bring people into the industry. Yeah. yeah. We kind of both thought, you know, this is difficult to bring a trainee into mm. so we thought right, we, need to, we need to establish more of a UK Get back at the UK. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. UK started to pick up green shoots etc mm. so then we started bringing in more of the UK stuff turn that up and you know started taking people on from like 2011 really
0: yeah so what just 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 out of interest as well like when when you was pitching to these businesses in Dubai and those things like did yeah. you the way that you, like, sold, like, essentially you and Sam, like, in your parents' like office, do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. Which I absolutely love, but, like, yeah. did you, you were obviously not lying in any way, you had, you had the quality of people, you were experts, but did you, like, sort of make sure that you were perceived bigger than you were, sort of thing? Yeah, definitely, Yeah, definitely. do you know what I mean? It wasn't like,
1: quite, like, on the... You know, we didn't quite have an our website like uh, London, <laughs> Tokyo, New York. But that's you know a, what I mean? Our website looked good. We looked very, very professional. Yeah. We're credible because we knew what we were talking about. Yeah. You know, we... It's had,
0: the expertise, isn't it? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. And that's one of the beauties, you know. That's why we're massive believers in, you know, one of our core values is... Expertise, yeah, 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 and you have to be an expert if you want to be credible. So, mm. when you phone up these people, even though we were sat in a bedroom, yeah, we were still credible, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, we knew about the projects, Love we, that. Had, we had great testimonials from businesses they knew yeah. in the UK, businesses that perhaps they aspired to be like, yeah. So, you know, Love straight
0: that. away, we carried a bit of weight over there. That's class. I think one of the first, uh, first couple of weeks. My old um, boss time me, like, perception is reality and like that. Yeah. That always stuck with me. But I, I love that. And I think, and again, it's actually, it's just a bit, you're just super confident in the value that you can bring to those businesses and yeah, what yeah. you bring to the table. Um, so then, so you went from extracting the offer to the, your first employee to yeah, now, yeah, right, okay, yeah. you're now in a position to start hiring those things. So what, um, how ambitious were you then when you left that? Like office, like did you get an office space of like for ten people or whatever? Like what did you I think the office space that we had, yeah, it was about ten people when we first
1: really? first started out. Uh and we picked somewhere where we knew we could scale up within scale. that car kind of property. Oh, really? nice. They had a few different offices there, so we picked somewhere we knew we could grow in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, you know, you've been to our offices, yeah. They're out in the sticks, out totally, in the country. Yeah. We've got So really, was it near there? Obviously that was yeah, totally yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, near there. So we've got a really, really good catchment area for uh, you know attracting talent as well we're in the middle of like Winchester Portsmouth and Southampton so we can attract talent from quite a wide range of places
0: so so before you hired before um, you moved to that bigger space did you hire did you like offer someone or like did you move there and then you're like right okay let's do this let's let's start hiring people yeah
1: I think we got the office lined up and then you know, at the same time we were interviewing, and then mm. pretty much within a few weeks of being there, we had the first person start, first trainee, really? uh, straight that. from uh, straight from uni, and uh, yeah, and it's just kind of grown. How from did there. how
0: wh- how did you how did you like that? Must have been the cool moment, right? Because now you're like hiring new people. Although, obviously, also there's totally different added pressure to that, then isn't there? But obviously, you always wanted it. But how did how did you sell? to business like how did you sell recruitment did you just double down on money straight away or like what how did you sell recruitment at that point
1: well, you, you look at that person and you speak to that person and you find out what they want mm. you know and then you work out what you sell you know it's like a yeah, good sales yeah, process yeah. you can't just sell what you want to sell yeah. you've got to find out what their problem is and giving them a solution to it <laughs> I love that because uh, I
0: think a lot. the thing is a lot of people think right if I sit in front of you now and I want a job at Highfield and you say okay and well why are you interested in recruitment well it's like what you said money right yeah. but like I've, I've said this quite a few times now I'd be interested to get your point of view but when, when someone tells you that as yeah. you said you're, you're looking for more than that surely oh, yeah, definitely. Because you, you need to peel back the onion and actually understand, is it a property? Is it a family you want to support for and those things? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So why, you do you,
1: why do you want money, you know? Money yeah. doesn't make you happy at the end of the day. It's the mm. decisions and choices that money gives you. That's yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Exactly. So, um, cool. So then did, it, did things just ramp up from there? Like,
1: Yeah, it did. We started off, you know, pretty slow. And, you know, we got, remember, we were kind of learning
0: as well. Because you never managed before.
1: No, so we were learning as well. <laughs> when we were, you know, we were taking people on. And yeah. uh, it was just... It's very, very much just a sales business. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. like, you know, the first few people that joined us, you know, had a bit of a a pretty fierce induction, you know. Really? Well, they had the two business owners sat next to them. They're probably in the middle of us. Oh, yeah. You know, we're making... 30 bd calls a day yeah and you know they're straight in a couple of months into the job and they're like you know why have you only made 25 <laughs> <laughs> really yeah, yeah yeah i love
0: that it. mate yeah see that that I, I got i had to get over that quite quickly but when you're in that environment as well you'll think like oh get on the phone you'll be listening to what i'm saying all yeah those yeah, things. yeah so is that did you approach it that way then get on beat or did they just do everything from day one yeah, so they were just doing all sorts
1: of that. I think they were resourcing for me and Sam for a bit when uh, you know, when they started. Yeah. And then, you know, got them speaking to to clients as soon as possible. But it was a different mindset back then. So, mm. you know, where we were the driving force in the sales behind. Yeah, of course, of course. You've got to kind of change your
0: mindset yeah, from being yeah, a recruiter
1: to being a, a leader and the yeah, two yeah, quite, two yeah. quite different things.
0: I can imagine. So let, let's unravel a bit of that journey then, mate. So um so yeah, so you started hiring new people, yeah. um, what so because normally I think like this the, um, where did I learn it might have been the recruitment network but there's that like point where so how many people do you employ now How about many? 40 of us there 40 yeah so there's that point, isn't it, where it can be quite, is it like the 30 mark or something It's quite hard to, to get past or you would never feel like you're going to get past that or whatever. But like where, did you literally go from like you two hiring a couple of people to like 10, 15, 20, 30 people quite quickly? Or So what we've always done
1: is, and it really helped us being
0: in an office where you could kind of scale up within different offices in that
1: like okay. site. Yeah, yeah. You look at filling that office. Really? Yeah. That's how so you, first that, office, that was your objective. Yeah. If if you start if you've got a two person business and you think I want to grow this into a 100 mm. person business, that's overwhelming. You know, you're going to yeah, get yeah, bogged yeah. down. So you broke
0: it down into sort of chunks really. Yeah, so we've always Milestones. thought
1: like the physical kind of environment of where we are is a really really good way to like look at our next milestone. Yeah, nice. So we grew the 10 person office, yeah, and then we moved into the 20 person office. Yeah. And then we extended that a bit and we got I think up to probably about thirty odd of us in there. And you know, now just last year we've got say we've got forty of us now, but we can go up to, you know, eighty people where we are. Yeah, yeah, so it's yeah. all about looking at the next milestone.
0: Yeah, nice. So a <clears throat> few things in that. What what did you make sure during those those periods of growth, what did you sort of double down on to make sure that it's 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 kept right internally, to make sure that I don't know, as you said you you left the you didn't you left the because things were changing, and all yep. that, do you know what I mean? So like what what things did you learn through that process that you needed to make sure that you really got right to ensure that people are happy when they're joining and as you were growing it was growing the right way. Do you know what I mean? What what things did you double down on? So the whole thing's like a continual learning
1: process as well. You're <laughs> always learning. <laughs> yeah. You know, every yeah, day of course, you're of course. something different. I can but imagine. The, the big change, well, I guess at the start, when you're recruiting as well, yeah. It's difficult because you're quite selfish with your time. Yeah. yeah you yeah. like Look, I'm Billy, and I'm the biggest biller here. Yeah, you yeah. Know, I'm kind of the most important. Yeah, you've yeah. got to change your mindset to like if you think like that all the time, you're never going to get anywhere. Yeah, but then especially when you are other oh, other people, it. yeah, but then it's a big catch twenty two because if you don't invest your time in other people, the business is never going to grow. Yeah, so it's kind of that change of mindset of like you need to really, really invest a lot of time with other people, mm. hire the right people that want to learn so you can develop them as well.
0: Was there a moment then when you realised that? <laughs> I
1: think the, the, yeah one of the best things that we ever did is when Sam and I stopped giving ourselves targets and stopped uh, being so hands-on. That nice. was kind of the, like, because we're so competitive, yeah. you know, as crazy as it sounds, you, we probably didn't want anyone to help bill us. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, actually, but actually, you need I think to. That's just
0: honest, though. I reckon there's yeah, a lot yeah. of people that think that. Do yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. You know, we think, that, that's how you got to the point where you were. Yeah. Do you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, we were good billers, and we probably, you know, we we that's what we wanted to be. And when you're in that mode and you're billing, you know, me personally, I know I found it really, really difficult to be a really, really good biller. You know, you, you're paying a lot of salaries on the on the payroll. Mm. And also be a really, really good leader at the same time. Yeah. I found it tough. That's difficult. You know, billing manager is probably the hardest job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like,
0: before we go into that, just because you know, you, I was meaning to ask you, like, what, Um, you, you mentioned it a few times, it was all obviously decent biller. What was your best year?
1: It's a good question. I've tried to remember that uh, before. <laughs> you must
0: know, mate. You must know. I'm not sure what uh my you, best Did you break was? the million mark? No, no,
1: no, definitely not. Okay. Uh, Up to contract on a weekly plan, uh, the best ever. So our contract plan, the way it grew was because our contracts were quite long term. Yeah, you're kind of adding and topping it up every week. Okay. So the best average I got was up to twelve and a half k a week. Twelve and a half k a week, fifty k a month. Really? Yeah, yeah.
0: So what's that? Okay, yeah, that's fucking decent, isn't it?
1: Yeah, it's not it's not bad, and not yeah. the, not the best biller out there by any means. But yeah, I was okay.
0: Yeah. So, and, anything in that, really, to because a lot of recruiters listen to this, obviously. Like, because I think that, and I'm sure you help people with it now. So, like, so it's it's that it's that sort of continuous. How do you get from like first year 100 or to 120k to then take it to the 200 mark to 250, free, like 500, like any any key. Things in there that you you see a lot of recruiters, like bad habits that they have or things that they need to change or try and get better at. And Anything that you've learned through that? Because I'm sure now you obviously help people with that.
1: Definitely, you know, there's a few key parts. You know, you've got to look at the tighter your qualification is. And by qualification, I mean qualification of vacancy and qualification of candidate. Okay. The more successful you will be.
0: Say that again, sorry? Qualifications.
1: How you qualify your vacancies Mm. and how you qualify your candidates. So what,
0: getting all the information you need?
1: Absolutely all the information you need. Really? When, you know, we were... so true, actually. When we were hands-on filling contract jobs, I would never, ever, ever work a contract job without booking interview slots. Ever. Really? Yeah, just because it's a waste of time. Yeah. You know, I want to be able to find good people, book them in for interviews... And then present the interview list to the hiring manager. Yeah, yeah, you you don't want to be back and forth, and you know, kind of like admin the way we looked at it, trying to speak to people and booking interview times and that kind of thing. Mm. You know, really, really double down on qualification of you know vacancies and the candidates as well.
0: Really? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, no. To be fair, thinking back, that that's what hopefully you should get better at that as well. Yeah, yeah, and that does come with
1: time. You can't expect to do that straight away. a lot of it's confidence.
0: Because mm, obviously um, there's so many times where you get off that phone and like, shit, I didn't ask that question. Or yeah, whatever. yeah, yeah. So the view, sort of, a good idea is to put together that you, what you definitely need and then yep. during that process you, you sort of work out some really good questions mm-hmm. that enable you to make sure you get the right person. Yeah. That's really interesting. That's one really good tactic that if you're not, if you're not spending enough time already on making sure you have all the information on the job, and, and obviously with with the candidate as well. Yeah, how how do you encourage that then? Just just tell them to be more curious. Like I'm no, sure so we have a bit of a script, but yeah,
1: well we don't use scripts. But you know, in our, in the Highfield Academy, one of the training sessions that we go through yeah. is qualification. So mm. everyone's got a vacancy qualification sheet, mm. and you know it's all done on the on bullhorn. But yeah. unless it's all completely. Filled in and looking good, you shouldn't be working that vacancy, really. Yeah, that's, that's, definitely. that's your mindset, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you know, as recruiters, you get paid on results. I know, you know we're not accountants, we're not yeah. lawyers, we that's don't the have, thing, as We, we don't know. have a clock on our desk where we're charging for our time. I know, we get paid on results. That so. is the crazy thing, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> so why, as a business owner, why would you work on something that's not going to make you money?
0: Yeah, 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 okay, mate, interesting. I think that's really good advice. Um, so how did you how did uh, Liam Thomas start becoming the leader then like how, how did you find that transition because I'm sure a lot of people can get some value from that as well from yeah being a billing manager to investing more time in the people around them and all those things like how how was that transition
1: <clears throat> yeah it's a good one then you know we spoke about like the why changing and obviously mm. when I started out my why was all about money nice. I just wanted to make as much money as possible <laughs> and You know, big house, big car, great holidays, that kind of Mm. thing. But then, you know, as you get a bit older, you know, you have kids and you're growing a business, your why doesn't naturally change, Mm. you know, now and i think you've got to be authentic as well i think that's one of the th- key things that's got to be really really important you can't try to be something you're not yeah definitely but, you know my why now is seeing all the people around me do really really well and be yeah, successful yeah. i take as much pleasure in seeing other people fill jobs that we've helped get to a level where they're successful mm. as i ever did for me feeling them myself
0: do you get a bit more of a buzz out of that now a hundred percent it's crazy yeah. how that changes isn't it so many people yeah. say that yeah
1: and again, I don't want to use too many cliches, but like we actually change people's lives, and yeah, oh, 100%. I get I get more of a buzz from the people's lives we change who work within our business. Obviously, the candidates and the yeah, clients no, no, are doing stuff as well, but yeah. it's when we take someone on and you know you can actually see the effect you've had oh, on their yeah, life massively. and they completely changed it. Yeah.
0: Well, yeah, I think a lot is for you and Sam, right? The the lives that you've built for yourself and. That that is the that is a huge part I think around this whole podcast is that like it it does have the cap- it has the capability to change your life but obviously there's a lot of hard work and there's loads of pain that comes with that but yeah, yeah. genuinely there isn't an, there isn't an industry like it that there's not that much barrier to entry yeah. like if you have, if you have if you're generally motivated you put in the work like generally you can change not just your life but also the people that you want to take care of and, and those things right um, yeah. so few 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 things then. Um, mate uh, around just some things that common things that you now see in people which I think some, some people can get some value out of right so what, what are some of the most sort of common habits that you see in, in recruiters maybe early on in their career that they just like they end up making and like you try and correct or whatever to give them the best chance of being more successful because it is those first 12 months that yeah you get a lot of people that are like, nah, I'm all right. Do you yeah. know what I mean? So like what what are the common things that you've seen that people could try and improve or, yeah, those things? What what sort of things do you end up talking about in those first 12 months and help people with? In the first 12 months, yeah,
1: normally as a recruiter, you should probably turn away more vacancies than you accept. Nice. And that's one big advice thing. advice again, Mr. Thomas. That's wow. good. It's one big thing that people <laughs> don't do because, you know, mm. I did it as well. You know, when you're trying to get a vacancy, yeah. you're new in recruitment, you're speaking to clients, you're on the phone, you're like... Yeah, I've got a job for you. And you're like, mm. brilliant, brilliant. You put the phone down, you want to start working it. Then yeah. like, you you forgot to take the space. So true. You haven't qualified yet. So true. But actually, when you go through and you ask the right questions, in your first year, probably 75% of the time, you shouldn't work that vacancy. Yeah, you know, yeah. It's, so it's, true. You, I, I've been there,
0: I remember, yeah. So yeah. true, in
1: And that is probably one of the biggest waste of times mm. that you have. In the first twelve months of recruitment, that I see anyway, you know, mm. spend your time doing stuff that is going to earn you money, and yeah, earn the yeah. business money. How uh, do you how do
0: you get a better at gauging that though? Just like do you know what I mean? you know. Yeah, again, comes you know, back to that.
1: how How did the vacant how did the vacancy arise? You know, mm. really, really Great big question. open questions. Yeah, 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 yeah. you know. What would happen if you don't fill the vacancy? Yes. You know? All those all those sort of questions. <laughs> I know it's
0: simple as well, but it's so it is so it's so useful. Yeah, like yeah. for sure. And I think I think also as well it's like actually be honest and like like what relationship do you have with that client obviously it's an ongoing thing isn't it but if you're constantly chasing that client to get interview feedback yeah 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 maybe that should be a sign as to like okay well maybe I'm just going to park that I'm not going to burn any bridges but maybe I should be spending less time on that and again it probably comes back to as well what I started doing more as you get more confidence is like actually start communicating that to the client like and actually saying look like I you don't you pay me for results, so we need to have this relationship. Otherwise, I'm, I'm not going to work your vacancy. Like and, yeah. and actually, as you said, there's more power in saying no sometimes than there is going just being a yes man. I do think you, do you know what I mean.
1: I think be polite, be professional, but also I don't think there's any harm in educating clients how we work. Yeah. clients do not understand how recruitment businesses yeah, work on yeah. the whole. They think they can throw any vacancy out there to yeah. a multiple number of agencies. And everyone's just going to be really, really grateful. Yeah, yeah. You know, try and get a CV over as quick as you can. Actually, you know, when you're really, really busy, you have more vacancies than you can deal with, yeah. you know, so it's about selecting the best ones that you know you can fill. And it's educating the clients on how we work so they can try and get the best out of us as well.
0: Yeah, yeah. no, yeah. that's so true, mate. Um, what I was going to say, someone, someone messaged me recently, actually, and you mentioned it um, a while back, but I wanted to... Ask you your opinion. So someone messaged me, he was like, I want to get into recruitment and these things, but I keep getting told different commission structures. Yeah. Like which ones are shit and which ones are good. Like tell me a bit like commission structures also I'm sure you have it different but like how do you what is a good commission structure? Like how do you structure your commission structure at at Highfield?
1: So really commission structures are kind of one of those things that you'll see a lot of different businesses kind of have more and more complicated ways (laughs) to do the same sort of thing. Yeah, so true. Really, if you look at it, say you bill 150k, Yeah you should be earning round about 50k yeah something yeah. like
0: that Yeah. You know, yeah. roughly a it's third just, it's like because that's what I mean I can like you see it now everyone's trying to get little little ones up on other agencies because yeah, yeah, like, yeah. they're trying to make a little small point of difference aren't yeah, they yeah. so it's like just keep it simple yeah it's like yeah if, so if you're, if you're billing if you billing if you bill anywhere to 150k then you should be you should be earning around that much
1: yeah roughly about a third of what you're billing you know give or take yeah uh, but then it can be uh, it can be different from obviously contract to permanent contract yeah of course of, course, contract, of you've got a lot more overheads you know when you've got mm. to do the payroll when you know you've got yeah 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 so that's slightly different that's, yeah it's slightly different but as a, as a rough kind of guideline that's about right if you know you're
0: not yeah so yeah so then you know you're not getting screwed over it's like okay so if I were to bill 150k yeah. how, how much how much would I be making yeah exactly yeah. so you'd be
1: roughly earning 50k yeah, yeah 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 uh, but again you know you hear about uh, these <laughs> recruitment companies that will, will pay you up to 80% commission and that'll be like, yeah, brilliant. If you bill over 100 grand in a month, then the rest of it is 80K, <laughs> anything above that. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But they're headline grabbers, you know. There's yeah, lots yeah, of, of people in the, where the recruitment market is so saturated and the competition for talent is so much. There's mm. a lot of people trying to get the headline and have new, you know, new bits of attention for new different things that yeah, they're
0: doing. Yeah, so, no, so true. Um, you mentioned it a few times. I, I always like to get people's opinion on this, but also you, you mentioned mindset a few times. Like how because I don't think loads of people talk about mindset in, in recruitment. I yeah. think more people are starting to, but like what, how, what sort of certain mind, like when is mindset important and how do you try and talk about that as a recruitment business owner with new hires or obviously experienced hires, those things? Like when, how do you sort of communicate that to people that that's important? Do you know what I mean? Because it's not always the go-to. It's like you've got to have resilience, these things, which really is, is mindset as well. Yeah, isn't yeah. It? Do you know what I mean? So how... How do you communicate that internally or how, yeah? What, we talk about it a lot
1: in terms of, we use the word perspective a lot. Nice, yeah. You know, perspective is something that we talk about all the time Yeah, uh, and it goes back to making those client calls. Mm. It's perspective. You know, don't think of them as client calls. You're calling a person it's perspective, at the end it? of the day. It's how your perspective views it that makes you more anxious about that situation. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's perspective on what you do. Mm. Uh, if you have a really, really bad day, how bad is your day compared to
0: other people's days? Yeah, so true. Days?
1: You know, it's perspective. You know, yeah. mindset's the same thing. Yeah. You know, where we all talk about mindfulness a lot in our business. Really. And perspective, and you know, we've got loads of people who meditate. At the yeah. moment, we've got one of the one of the rooms upstairs being turned into like a really
0: a wellness room. Yeah, That's yeah. Class. Well, when did that start When did more of that start happening? you because obviously you've been in the game for a while. Like, when did you see more? Like, as you said, from day one, you've obviously had. Uh, the right mindset and those like you had that like locked in and it's helped you but as a business owner and hiring new people and tend to be as you said more young hungry yeah. those things like when when did you see that sort of getting more and more important over the last two three four yeah, years Yeah,
1: definitely i think over the past few years you know there's a bit of the stigma in talking about you know mental health yeah, and mindset yeah, yeah. has been removed mm. and you know people now can have open conversations about it which is brilliant because recruitment is a tough job and yeah. everyone has tough days yeah, yeah but if you can keep everything in perspective you know you can kind of feel a bit better about what we're doing focus on the good stuff that We're doing, rather than all the negatives, and again, perspective is a key word that we always talk about. Yeah,
0: love that, mate. And has that just come naturally that you've that's become more and more talked about, or do you know what I mean? Like how how I think I think society has changed a lot,
1: and that has helped. But in business, we're you know we're pretty proactive with it. You know, we push it, we talk about it. Yeah, nice. And you know, in our in our review documents we have every quarter we sit down with everyone and we ask people to kind of like grade how they're feeling about certain things really like i like that it basically kicks off the conversation
0: yeah yeah that's really good do you meditate yeah 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 every day yeah yeah nice how long have you been doing that for
1: get the headspace on uh yeah probably about 18
0: months yeah i think you need to sometimes yeah yeah yeah. Yeah. like it's done so much for me so i love talking about that like how how has it helped you as a recruiter recruitment business owner like because I'd love—I think so many people can benefit from it from in this industry for sure. Oh, but how it, has how's it helped you?
1: <clears throat> just to get a bit more clarity in what you're trying to do, you know. Yeah. So I had a bit of a, have a bit of a routine now. Kids go to bed. Yeah, you know, I take ten minutes out. It takes ten minutes a day. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like everyone, if you don't have everyone, ten minutes, everyone's got ten minutes. Everyone's got ten minutes. Everyone's got ten minutes, got 10 minutes yeah, yeah, whether yeah. you choose to do it or not. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it just helps you get a bit more clarity, you know, especially when you've got such a busy job. Yeah. You know, so I've many things going on. And so many things. About I've got a young family as well. Yeah. So you, you've got to look after them, but it just kind of gives you a bit of time to, you know, take 10 minutes out of your day. And after you've finished, you know, you can see things a lot easier. Yeah. You know, you can plan your next day is what mm. I tend to do. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Nice. So I'll probably do it. And then I'll, you know, get stuff shut down and go through my emails, make a plan for the next day and like shut that. it down, try not to look yeah. at it again.
0: I think, Having that practice as well, like, it really does help you come back to that perspective easier as well. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, Because yeah. that's the whole practice is coming back and being present and thinking about your breath and those things. So yeah, yeah. it cultivates being able to, in the moments where, especially in recruitment, you've got other people's emotions, you've got the client doing this, kind of doing that. It helps yeah, yeah, you yeah. come back to, to the perspective part. It does. Um,
1: and it's, you know, one of the big things that I always do is kind of like, after I've done it, I'll look at my to-do list for the next day. Nice. All my worst jobs, get them out of the way first thing. Yeah, I love that. Go into the office do the hardest ones ba- first make, make the bad phone call have the difficult conversation yeah, yeah, yeah. and then concentrate on all the rest of the
0: stuff so if Liam calls you in the morning you know it's a bad call <laughs> <laughs> or Liam gets you into a meeting at <laughs> 8 in the morning <laughs> love that mate um, look so what What are you um, what are you excited about mate what's, what's going on in uh, the, your world and Highfield and those things right? obviously I've been to your offices and I think they're wicked but like, what, what are you excited about because you've been on a really interesting journey from obviously yeah, you and, you and Sam being in uh, your parents office to yeah. make placements in Dubai to now where you're at right so I know you're a humble guy but what what are you excited about and what what's on the horizon?
1: I think the future really you know where uh, the office that we're in at the moment you know seven and a half thousand square feet we can double to kind of like 80 people mm. and it's just looking at you know keeping it manageable I know that sounds like quite a big jump but to us it's filling up the space that we've got yeah exactly it's always it. been like that it's achievable mm. you know we've done it before we've got a good track record and it's kind of growing all the sectors we're in now. So nice. one of the things we've learned from the recession is being really, really niche is brilliant. Yeah. But you've got to spread the risk if you're going to run a problem yeah, business. Yeah, so you've learned from that. Yeah. I'm sure
0: obviously that you'll be more clued up on me, but Brexit like that talks... I mean, there's always... There, it's been a while now that people say yeah, there's a, another crash on the horizon, those things, right? So you've learned from that. And 100%. you don't have your eggs in one basket. No, no, no. That. The yeah. eggs are well spread now. So really? we
1: made a decision, you know, we spent about... Uh, 250k refurb in our office. Really? After Brexit had been announced. Really? Yeah, so we made a decision, you know, we can either sit tight, sit in our old office, uh, or we can go for it. Love that. And at the end of the day, you know, control the controllables (laughs) and... Don't worry about what everyone else is doing. If you're running a good business, your risks spread, and you've got good relationships. Okay, we might have to adjust back a few things. Yeah, yeah. You know,
0: when you so if worth push comes to shove, Liam Thomas, get back on the phones, mate.
1: Yeah, get back on the phones. <laughs> I'll be calling Dubai again. Do you remember me? <laughs> yeah, I love that, mate. What
0: I was not going to say? I, th- I think I might have seen it on LinkedIn or whatever, but. <clears throat> I think, is it, am I right in saying that you've approached it, that you, you're given the opportunity for people to own part of Highfield as well? Is yeah, that, have yeah. I, I haven't imagined that, have I? No, massively. So what what was us. the decision around that? Like, how have you always sort of envisioned that when you started oh, getting people, really?
1: 100%. From really? Working at a more corporate company before, they had a bit more of a diluted share scheme. Mm. And uh, one of the demotivators for us was we were kind of, you know, the foot soldiers. And we saw yeah, everyone, yeah, yeah. everyone above us turning up in the... Uh, Porsches and yeah. uh, all the rest of it. Exactly. And what we wanted to try and make sure we did from a very, very early stage is give away part of our business. Really? To, you know, all the people that we work with and there's opportunity for people to get shares in the business. And, you know, we're going to keep doing that and it's going to be a consistent thing throughout our journey. Definitely. Yeah, yeah.
0: And just, this might be a stupid question, but like if, so if someone works their socks off, like lives and breathes your business, you're given that opportunity. Is that, do they then, how do they get an opportunity to actually really get the benefit of that is it do they then when they leave the company they can sell their shares or whatever like how does that actually work
1: so there's got to be some kind of an event so yeah, yeah that was it the, yeah. the, the, the event that's what i've learned yeah, a bit so about so we've either got to uh take some investment on
0: board yeah.
1: uh sell the business yeah. or the route that we probably favor in the future is like a management buyout nice so you know i guess a dream scenario for us way 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 down the line yeah, would yeah. be that you know me and sam drop down to work in yeah, yeah. less days a week and, and the
0: people that have been in the heart then take on the yeah, yeah, the yeah. high and field that, legacy and that'd be perfect for us yeah, yeah. So that's yeah. exciting mate yeah. so quite a few things to be excited about then yeah
1: yeah yeah definitely we've got loads going on at the moment it's Love a good it, time. Mate.
0: so um look, last question always ask it if you could um communicate to, to everyone out there they'd listen to liam thomas they'd uh, take on your advice what have you got to say to them phrase sentence word what would Ooh. you say
1: qualification. I know yes. We, I, know, I know we've spoken about it a lot today. <laughs> no, I can tell you you're proper passionate about that. Well, get, get yourself a really, really good vacancy qualification sheet and don't yeah. work a job till you've ticked all the boxes.
0: Well, why don't you start selling them? <laughs> yeah, I should do. <laughs> Watch our website. <laughs> Liam, um, it's been a pleasure, mate. Thanks for Great. coming
1: in. Thanks, Eijam.